On this episode of the AIE Podcast. We have rusty reminders. We love summer. <laughs> we have carnage on Iogath. AIE is on the move in Final Fantasy, finally. And we've been given carte blanche to ramble, so watch out. <laughs> the show could be 30 minutes, it could be two hours. <laughs> All that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 279 of the podcast celebrating you, the Alea Octa Est gaming community. The die has been podcast. This is Makala. Into my virtual left is Mucow. Greetings, gamers. And to my actual right is Tetsemi. Story? What story? Where's the story? <laughs> there we go. And um, due to a scheduling snafu this evening, um, we're chatting amongst ourselves. But that's okay. It's us. We have tons to say. So we're going to be digging into the news soon, but first let's talk about what we've been doing in and out of game and any post-nertacular impressions. Sure, although we won't go too long because of a certain premiere happening tonight. Oh, true. You're right. You're right. I may have just made sure that I had access to a login to make sure I can watch that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very, oh, wait, wait, so we it's Golden Girls, right? Golden Girls is premiering tonight? <laughs> totally. Yeah, I'm sure you can uh, make it analogous to that somehow. But, American uh, Idol? Yeah. The visual I really didn't need in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the Dragon Sorry. Queen? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Betty White? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Betty White us all. characters Daenerys, yes. Anyways. Exactly. Yes, so uh, beyond being, you know, excited about that, um, yeah, so uh, we all made it back from Nertacular, so that's great. We all survived. Yep. Um, I uh, I did, however, bring a souvenir with me uh, in the form of Congred. Yeah, it was Congred. Yeah, not, not a good one. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was one of those sneaky ones, too, where you get home, kind of relax, you know, you can get back to work, trying to get back into your flow, and all of a sudden, huh, I don't feel so hot. Oh, why does it feel like I've swallowed about 15 water balloons? So, yeah, mm. that was a fun weekend and then part of this week. And But it, it did, however, give me plenty of time to play Final Fantasy fourteen. So there's there you that. go. Yeah. Always good. Yep. And we'll uh, get into a bit more of that uh, in the future. Uh, we'll uh, have a bit more details on that below. But uh, as far as... Uh, Otherwise, um, getting back was almost too fast. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, it, it's, you can get back home way too quickly from Nertacular and you're just like, ah, back to life. Yeah. I miss everyone. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And all the, oh, we're home. Oh, we're home. Oh, we're home. It's like, yeah, <laughs> bittersweet. But, uh, other than that, um, and, uh, the, the, uh, Final Fantasy is before, uh, we have uh, had a bit of fun um, in time walking in WoW. Um, 
uh, the Furt Raid team uh, did uh, kind of dip a toe into Black Temple, uh, the uh, time-walking raid, the first of its kind, first of many to come from what we're told. Um, and uh, it was quite interesting to kind of go you know, go back and see how things were. I will say um, my other team went a bit further, actually managed to finish it. So I kind of had got a full few, you know, feel for it. But uh, I will say it was a lot less painful than Molten Core. Like, yeah. a lot less painful. Like, it's, you know... Uh, Molten Core kind of felt like a punishment, honestly. It was like, you know, qu- yeah. <laughs> yeah, quit whining about the old days. Here's your Molten Core. See how great it was. Yeah. But then... Black- I will say that it does seem like there's more trash in Black Temple than oh, there was geez. in Molten Core. Yeah, that was most of the raid was trash. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, they at least made an effort. Like, you can tell they put more, more some thought into it. I, although I will say there was still a lot of buggy stuff in there. Like, you can just... You can tell they're they're not done with the system of doing time walking raids. There's just a lot yeah. like, and they did a lot of hot patches or, or um, hot fixes um, to kind of address some of that, like being able to invite people in after you've queued. Because apparently, when it first right. started, you couldn't do that. Like who you started with, that was it. If you lost them, you lost them. That was it. Um, right. Right. Yeah. So uh, so that was nice that we were able to bring stuff in. Um, it was also very interesting to see the beginnings of tank swap mechanics. Um, right. You know, there. You know, that's it's. It wasn't always the where it is where you clearly have two tanks and you're supposed to go back and forth. Um, it was actually almost painful at times because uh, the, yeah. t- the tank swap was actually the game doing it, not you. <laughs> right. um, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm going to take this tank. I'm not ready. Yes. Yes. Whether you liked it or not, uh, there was one boss that he decided to go after whatever tank had the most hit points. So. Yes. Oh, that's painful for Ted. Well, that, I think that's the one we wiped on for for an hour. Oh my yeah. gosh! Well, yeah, yeah because because if the tanks dropped too low, then the next highest hit point person was usually the poor healer that was trying to heal the tank. And then once the healer died, then all the DPS were there because the tank didn't get healed, so they got smushed. By the time the tank was back on the on the highest list you usually ended up with two to three healers dead and half the DPS gone. You're like, okay, wipe it. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it was not at all controlled. That's, that's the thing is the, the way you controlled it is you just made sure that wherever you wanted to be your main tank, you just threw as much healing at them constantly and you just kept yep. going. At it. And then there was the fun part one when he does the fixate, which was the first version of fixating from a boss, which was fun watching everyone scatter and panic. And uh, uh, a little extra fun bit is that the tanks weren't allowed to run, <laughs> even though they occasionally oh had to run. Yeah, because he no, was... The, the tanks had to stay there because as soon as he dropped the fixate, he would go back to attacking the person with the highest hit points. So yep. if the tanks weren't there, he'd just murder everyone. Yep. Wow. That's yeah. not fun. Yep. So... So evidently the old days weren't so great after all. <laughs> yeah, funny that. But... Uh, it was just different. It was just it's it's getting out of the the mechanic of I can get the boss to do what I want to do with with the taunt mechanic as opposed to I need to react to what the boss is doing mechanic, which is just it's a mind shift. Once you get used to it, it was fine. But yeah, yeah, and 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 on top of that, like taunt was useless. Like it yeah. didn't matter. You 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 could taunt all you want, and things would just ignore you. And it's like, huh, what's that? So, exactly. So yeah, that was fun. So especially if you're a warrior tank versus like a monk or or a, a paladin tank who just has threat for days, 
you right. became a glorified DPS at that point. <laughs> so exactly, not a good one. Yep. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we did manage to see Illidan. That was a Mack truck waiting for us. That was quite the <laughs> difficulty ramp up to go from this isn't so hard. We can figure this out in one or two tries. To what is this? What's going on? Why is everyone dying? Yeah, exactly. So, you, you go from the nice council fight to, oh, good lord, he hits hard. Yes. Yeah, I want to say we spent at least two hours um, on Illidan when we finally got to him. Um, before finally getting it. down. Yeah, it was it was a, a lot of effort, but you know, we it was definitely satisfying when we got done. You got to to see that bit of uh, of uh, in lore that's you know pretty pertinent to what's going on with now with Tumas Agaris. Um So yeah, that was that was quite the experience. Yep. Very cool. Hopefully, Furt will get to get a bit deeper in later today. Yeah, I think next time this comes around, we'll probably plan three nights, like a Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, or a Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. But we'll yeah, that is where we are. That, that, that's you the were available Saturday night, dear. Well, I was, but the rest of the raid team was. Oh, yeah, I meant this upcoming. Saturday night, if you need to schedule something, you can. No, but it's only here for a week. So yeah. it started oh, on it. this okay. Tuesday, and it's only available till the reset on Tuesday morning. So yeah, oh, we'd have to do it like Monday night. Monday night. Well, yeah. yeah, we don't have game that night, so. Did it get canceled again? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con. One of our players is heading that way. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys did not need to hear <laughs> that Sammy and McCullough schedule their lives on, you know, on a podcast. That's a brave <laughs> person going to San Diego Comic Con, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. We've given up yeah, on it. Yeah. She she's it's Tao. She's exceptionally extroverted. She so yeah. and is lives on this stuff, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the only reason why I was even able to ever go to San Diego Comic Con is because I was in the industry and and got access to the industry tickets. You still had to pay for them, right? They got them. Right. Now, yeah. Like now they're they're doing a a what is it a a, a random cast a raffle. for yeah a raffle for days. Not even you don't even get the whole trip anymore. You get a day. Yeah, she got all of it. She got the entire wow. time. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Talk about luck. Yeah. That's just. It, it, I like the idea of it, but I even know at Phoenix Comic Con, which is half the size of San Diego, how very happy I am to be behind a table and not in the throng of people. I can't imagine the amount of crowds that are at San Diego. Yeah, there there are times when it does get suffocating when you're on the show floor, but unless there's a big panel and then there's 1,500 people all waiting in line for the chance to maybe possibly get into the room. So, right. yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm and a small woman. I don't do crowds well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Hall H, you might as well just. Well, and Hall 20. Uh, hall 20 got that bad too. So, oh, really? once those two halls got take got to that bad, it, it just wasn't worth going because it, it was for a while. Hall 20 still had stuff that was kind you know, almost as, as big. Right. But right. it didn't have the crowds. So, you'd have a chance to actually go in and see stuff. And then our last time there was probably a year or two ago, and we couldn't even get into Hall Twenty. Like we 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 were there for hours just trying to get into that. It, the, it's the it's the Hilton Hall. That's the the, the right. The, yeah, and we couldn't even get into that. So we just gave up and said, you know what, we're done. It's it's not worth the effort anymore. <laughs> it really seems like with San Diego, 
it's gotten so huge as we are finding that geek culture is really blending its way into just normal culture. Yeah. Cause like, you know, like for all of us, we've always been, we've always been into this, but as you're kind of seeing that the geekiness being more of every, everyone's everyday life, you know, excitement over star Wars and Marvel stuff and DC stuff and all of it. It really seems like it's had even, even a bigger explosion. Yeah. Like you've yeah. lost your niche. Yep. Yeah, which is fine. Fine, which means more good. Did I just spilled gin? Which means uh, more good stuff is being made. Yeah, and which I'm completely fine with. But uh, you know, the, the other interesting side effect of this is that there actually is more and more going on with uh, like outside of San Diego Comic Con. There's the the extra venues that surround it are now actually a place you can go and you don't need a ticket. So a lot of people will go just and ignore the Comic Con. They'll just go to all the stuff around it, which is kind of nice. Well, it, it's nice for those people, but as we found out through the vendor grapevine, it's horrible for vendors because yeah. then then all the people that are in Comic-Con lose that audience to mm-hmm. all those outside activities and they can't see it. I mean, there were, um, you know, there was, there was one vendor, Mile High Comics, that mm. was, wa- yeah, well, they were waiting for load-in, you know, at the... Um, at the dock and they never got their stuff until, you know, they had a whole crew there waiting there like the entire day, even though they were, they were there early and they didn't get their stuff till very late in the evening. So they wasted a whole day of setup uh, with basically an empty spot because they couldn't get, they didn't have any of the merchandise because it was sitting on the dock. Mm-hmm. And so, um, cause I think their vendor pad would, what they say it was sixteen thousand last year, and it was it was up to eighteen thousand this year just for a spot in that hall. And then if all of a sudden all the traffic's now outside the venue, you can see where uh, it's it's hard to make you know that your business. So yeah, well, people can't get into the con, so why bother trying to get in there? So hang out outside. Exactly. Which, yeah. Yes. Here's the vendors, and I've noted a lot of vendors. Like even um, it was probably four or five years ago, but. Uh, Cryptozoic actually decided to to not worry with the booth for a year. They actually rented a storefront just a couple right. blocks away yeah, from it because it was easier. It was yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, they they unfortunately didn't do it again, but like they said that you know they got a lot of traffic that way um, because it just they could. I mean, and they, these are people that have connections at Comic Con and yeah, can get a booth if they want it, and and they're like, you know what, we're just going to stay away from that too. So. I mean, it's yeah. kind of. Well, I know one of the um, vendors I've talked to quite a bit. She's a huge, you know, huge in the Ren circuit. Um, circuit, a really great um, writer, not writer, artist. Mm-hmm. We were talking to her a few years ago because she was at Phoenix Comic Con. She's like, no, I'm looking to the smaller shows. You know, San Diego is just it. As a vendor, it's just not worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's yeah. just a pop culture phenomenon, weird thing that you know people are basically waving their hands and shouting for a while. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thankfully, we didn't have that at Nerdtacular, which I, you know, like you said, going back to the smaller cons, that's one of the things I liked about Nerdtacular was everything was so accessible. I mean, you know, it's 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 a much 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 smaller con, but you could connect with everyone, you could see everything, and there wasn't, you know, there weren't lines for days and mm-hmm. all that. I mean, I, honestly, I think the longest line was 
waiting to pick up your badge, which is normal for a con, mm-hmm. and then the costume probably line? waiting for the <laughs> no, probably the the tram line. If you know, you think outside the con was oh yeah, waiting yeah. to get on the tram. So yeah, and that was just because we added like a thousand people to what was already a busy weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because exactly. that that weekend, that Fourth of July weekend, is is their is their official start of the summer for the summer version of Snowbird. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, and that was uh, nerdtacular. Just that was amazing speaking of that um you know i love snowbird as a venue it's nice it's relaxing it was gorgeous up there i mean when it was you know 60 degrees up on the mountain and there's still snow melting off and you can uh you know hike down to the chairlifts through the snow if you're wearing the proper shoes um (laughs) you know it was it was fun um yeah and and that that what was cool about that restaurant they have at the top now yeah, it, it's it's like a corporate cafeteria, but it's still yeah. nice that they have that up there. The um, the gift shop was nice. You got a you got a cool you and Miss um, Mulgrew got a cute cool uh, Snow Patrol shirt shirt, right? We did it. Well, yeah, it was ski patrol, it was like ski rescue, but it had animals on it. So we had seen it um, in the hotel itself. You know, they have like a little window with display. And, you know, it was only available at that shop on the very top. So oh, cool. So yeah, so we had to get those. Yeah, and that was neat. And you know, we 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 took the we took the little one up there, and he was you know ooing and aahing at things. So that was kind of fun. And you know, it's it was it was nice. It, I mean, it it kind of uh, almost you know made things too safe, <laughs> you know, because you're if, if you remember the old way that the top used to be, like there was not even handrails up there. You, you like <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, that actually made you know some people a bit more paranoid and, and less willing to go up there, especially with small children, right? Because um, you don't want yeah. them tumbling down the hill and becoming an avalanche. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you have all <clears throat> that paved area up there, and it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, and before, like, I think they had outhouses for bathrooms, and now there's a full facility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was lovely. Yeah, so you can actually yeah, go up there and hang out for a little while. Before, it was like you went up there, looked around, oh, this is cool, and then immediately went back down. And, but now right. you can actually go up there for a little while and hang out, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. The other the other highlight for me was doing the, um, the live podcast up there. That was fun, and we definitely need to do that again if we have a – podcast just the audience interaction was 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 good energy yes. it, was, it was yeah that and that was a riot and being able to have you know omf and miss mulgrew come on and do the intro and you know having max walk up and do the uh the report for uh sotor it was a really yeah. good time yeah it's it's yeah. it's neat being able to like physically reach out and 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 say hey you come do your part hey you come <laughs> exactly. do this part. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of fun yeah, exactly. But, yeah. All right. What else have I been? Oh, um, yeah. What are, yeah. yeah say we should on, move on to you. All right. I have been working on. Uh, I finished the the rogue class mount and the order hall campaign. That actually may be my favorite storyline and and order hall so far. Um, I know there was a huge kerfuffle in the the rogue community when, Oh, we get the sewers of Dalaran, but (laughs) honestly, it's a really cool place with access. I mean, you can pop out basically anywhere you want in Dalaran. Um, the storyline is cool because you end up, uh, 
having to go to all the Alliance cities as a horde. And as a Alliance, you end up going to all the horde cities to uh, take care of a problem in all the cities, as it were. Um, I got the Raven, which is the the class mount, which is beautiful. Um, I know a lot of hunters wanted the Raven, but it's it's absolutely gorgeous. It's perfect for the rogue. Um, and so I, I'm done with that. I've I've parked the rogue for now, and I'm working on my hunter. And apparently, heirlooms really help you level because I just hit 108 on the hunter, and they're only about a third of the way through high mountain with Azuna completely done. Um, I think working on the class order hall quest and the engineering quest while I'm leveling up helped as well. Um, but the, the engineering quests have been fun. Those are, those are a good side story. Um, I do like the, I do like the hunter story. Um, I, I, I am thankful that one of the hidden appearances for hunter, you can actually just buy off a vendor go into dollar and you go into the engineering shop and you grab the uh the beastmaster hidden appearance which converts your gun into a bow you made our roommate very jealously showing her showing that off i know and then told her how to get it um, right right but you're yeah he's like look look at my bow she's like i have the the gun. the gun right now how do i get that <laughs> exactly um i've been running with a corehound and and haiti right now the for the the two uh, pets and I absolutely love this this really brings me back they have the ability to tie volley you can toggle volley on and off as part of your auto tax and it feels like volley used to be where you were just you know you send in your pets and then you would just fire off volley and AOE stuff well now it's just automatic it's part of your auto attack and it just happens it looks great and it feels like a hunter used to feel. So I, I really love that part of it. But is everything a hunter weapon? Absolutely. It's always a hunter weapon. Um, speaking of hunters a bit and guns, I played a bit more of Secret World Legends. I am playing on the dragon side. I decided not to go with the Illuminati or the uh, the other side. And, and insert fake McCullough shock here. I'm playing a gunslinger. <laughs> Lisa's not a gin slinger. <laughs> well, we'll it's see. Funny. That. That's the same choices I made too. It just looked the most fun. It, it did, and you know he has the shotgun and the pistol right now. Um, and did you I do just, the uh, ARG? Trying to think. They had one for legends, and you got a bunch of fun uh, weapons from it. Oh, no, I don't think I did. I, I, I'm a patron supporter, but I don't think I did either that high or I don't think I bought the uh, the unlock yet for the weapons. So we'll have no, to see. No, you, have, you had to actually do the alternate reality game to actually get the unlock that gives you a code that you put into the game. Uh, okay, no, I didn't do that. So Yeah, it gives you all these flavor-texted uh, weapons and a, a interesting little story about a, someone that's related to the, the game. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Very cool, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the story. Oh, hey, by the way, I found the story. It was over in uh, Secret World Legends. Yeah, oh, good. Uh, it had a lot of stuff in that game. It's, it's very secretive. Exactly. But MK, what have you been up to? About four foot ten, five foot one of my favorite heels, darling. Why do you ask? All abuse, apparently. <laughs> is your yeah. Desk okay. My desk is fine. It needed to be cleaned anyway. No comic books were injured in the spilling of that gin. 
It was thirsty. That's what it was. It wanted a drink. I did. I did evidently ruin a dungeon magazine from 2007. How that? <laughs> How do I have a dungeon magazine from 2007 on my desk? I have cleaned it in this decade. I know. There's there's probably an article in there that you wanted. Probably, yeah. No. Um. All right. So, what have I been up to? I, I, you know, I don't game. At least not video games. I have tried. You are patched. You are up to date. You're current on your ready Adam. To go. I know. I know. I think I need to be sick sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, what I have been doing is, you know, I, I, I'm the one that plays D and D. So I think I, I've, I've become the Gomez part of this crew. Hmm. Wait, I, I, I see. I see. This, um, you know, a theme here. Uh, so Wednesday night was a return of our what we call Thursday Thunder. We're now on Woden's Day. I apologize for taking away. Yeah, I'm. He's glaring at me. You see this? He's glaring at me because I took away SJ. Mm-hmm. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't take away SJ. You did. You stole our hugs. Oh. Yep. I have all the hugs for myself. Yes. Um, so after about a month hiatus, uh, that group with a bunch of great folks actually from AIE and the Tadpole returned, where SJ and I proceeded to play some pranks on um, JoJo's husband. Engage- you missed most of it because it was when I was going to pick up Ryan. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. The village was supposedly haunted and he was drunk. <laughs> And he went outside to use the facilities, and I used Minor Illusion to make, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> Doesn't he hate your character? Or he does now? No, no we actually, I don't like his character. Um, because he's shady as all get out. <laughs> Shock. Shock, right, right. Um, and it's great fun, and I believe our DM used the term, the expression, watch this. So basically, a a dragonborn plaid and full plate and half a half naked elven sorceress were sitting there giggling. Like, yep, that was that was going on. Yeah. And then we met the real ghost and it was a great time. Um so that was a Wednesday shenanigans. Happy to be back with the, those wonderful folks. Um our uh, geeks and geeklets uh D D game is going well as in every other game, every other week game. And the best thing is because it's streamed on YouTube. I actually had the ability to go back the day, be- a few days before game, and listen and take notes. Ooh. Didn't you have to do that as an assignment? Uh, no, but it actually came in really. One of our players missed it, and he's too lazy to go back and yeah, guess who? Uh, go back and listen. So I decided to go back and take notes. Originally, it was going to be you know, some notes here, some notes there, and then it's me. I got into great detail, and I ended up having like two pages of notes. Um, but it's really great, so I'm going to start doing this in general. And then, okay, so it's kind of like, remember in college how I was in too many games? Yeah. It's like that again. So last week, on Monday, my buddy IM'd me or texted me and he says, hey, do you know if uh, Rule 20 is available to be to use on the iPad? I think so. I double check with SJ because I know she's done some stuff virtually. When they're on vacation, get back with them. Yeah, no, it's available. Okay, cool. Next day, Next day we're at work, going to do our coffee, our midday coffee run. 
So what's up with the Roll20 question? Are you, you know, start up a game with the other, with like your old groups? You know, just, just general chatting like we do. This is my buddy, as we like to call him, Dammit Mills, because he always gets me into things. So it's like, oh, no, I, you know, you know, you know, some of my friends are going to do a Curse of Strahd. I'm going to play a warlock, start talking about how to play a warlock and optimization of that and what he's doing with his character. I can see if there's room for you. I'm like, sure. Which that I realized was a setup because within, within five minutes of getting back to work. Hey, yeah, no, we have a fourth slot. What do you want to play? <laughs> it was Sucker. a setup. It was a setup. He was waiting for me to ask. I'm going to be a Paladin, a real Paladin, not even an anti Paladin. I'm actually going to be good. <laughs> good luck with that. I, I've been good before. Her name was Mercy. Yeah, you were miserable. <laughs> Heroes never die. Right. No. So, yeah, I'm playing. Paladin of Helm, and I'm going to be a goody-goody, and it'll be a good time. Um, but because of that, I got a message from the same friend, Dammit Mills. Wednesday or Friday night, you know, before we start this, you should probably sit down and watch uh, Castlevania. It's an hour and a half. So yesterday morning, I found myself watching anime, and it was only an hour and a half. It was really, really good, and I want more of it. I which suffered. then loops back to Name because the main character is a drunken, slovenly fighter with no social graces. Where I then messaged JoJo's husband Danny and said, "Yeah, you're right. This is your character in the uh, in, in the game." So, <laughs> nice. See, it all loops together. It all goes back to AIE because all things always go back to AIE. Um, so nerdtacular. Um, I know we had a, a lot of wrap up on our live show which was a blast um so like but just some general impressions like the best thing was all being in one place it was like a huge giant guild hall and every morning i had coffee with a uh, sky her daughter rocker um dg who by the way came back to a uh, back olf and a uh, rotating rotating guests we would just have people come in and out i think on sunday morning we had two six party tables at least. Um, yeah, yeah, just you know, people like just 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 from there and yeah, it was a good time. Um so yeah, so kind of that actual that real guild hall idea. You know, same thing that we have for the guild hall at BlizzCon. Uh but there was coffee and hugs and a really great time. And then on Sunday, as Tet joked about, we went hiking in the snow. We took the tram up to the top, and it's a beautiful, beautiful walk. It's a short walk. It's like a third of a mile uh, down to the ski lift. And it's worth it. It's really beautiful. And that, that ski lift is gorgeous. You want to go down that way because you see so much more of everything. There was light snow and snowbird. There was an epic ton of snow. We hadn't planned on hiking. And I had gone straight from breakfast. We'd all gone straight from breakfast. I was in what can best be called a socially acceptable Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hiking in the snow. In the snow. In Crocs. Holding a purse. <laughs> if I saw myself, I would have mocked me so hard. Oh, yeah. 
And thank goodness um, for Barb, Miss Malgra, because as she is a woman of vast experience and a Canuck, she was showing me how to walk in the snow. And when we came to a bank, she would say, okay, give me now, give me your purse, give me your water bottle. She would, and she would like make sure she was there to hold me up if I fell. And I never fell. Nope. The, the, Our daughter did. And she laughed the entire time. Yep. The hordling who was the only person in the good shoes for it, she was in combat boots. No, I, I wore my sneakers on purpose. Oh, yeah. I, we dressed properly for the hike. It's just you didn't go back to the room to get your tennis shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was it was a great, a great time. And it's one of those I would like to say that bad decisions make good stories. <laughs> yep. I think that's what we tweeted out with the pictures. Yeah. Uh, the other one, really great thing that happened at Nortacular, besides all the, you know, programming and meeting everybody that came by the booth, is uh, Saturday night after sushi. I was exhausted, by the way. Absolutely exhausted. Let's just go down to the gate. Let's go just go down the game room and say hi. We ended up closing it out, of course. Um, so we played a game of Marvel Munchkin. It was um, Tet, um, OMF, The Hordling, and my dear friends who I like to call the Darths, um, Darth Marcus and his beautiful wife, Darth Amber. They had never played Munchkin before, much less Marvel Munchkin. Uh, and as we were playing, I'm sorry, newcomers, right? Right? Um, so we were teaching them as we were playing. No, we never, we didn't get to finish the game. Uh, but because Darth wanted to kind of play the vicious version, we were like using good cards at the beginning and all that to give him the full experience. It was a blast. And the gorgeous Darth Amber won. She won her first yep. game. By the time we had to, to stop stop playing, she had eight points. So beginner's luck, whatever you want to call it. It was great. Uh, and oh yeah, you know what? You know why Darth lost there? Because he took my Captain America. Yes, I know. All right, all right. That's <laughs> what happens when you take Captain America. I told you this. I took my Captain America. Anyways, um, so that was Nerdtacular and my two weeks in geekery. That was that was a good night. I always I always love that Nerdtacular ends with just saying, "Okay, we're taking over the gra- the ballroom. Go play games." So. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's yeah, the entire room. Almost every table is full. You have people playing every sort of game imaginable. Uh, Jeffrey Moss. Um, he was actually. I didn't realize he was playing. They were playing this earlier. I saw him on Facebook mentioning it, but they were playing the Dresden cooperative card game. Oh, nice. And I wish I would have seen that, or I wouldn't have had my Captain America taken. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had uh, we had a good. Well, he chunk just stopped of- by the table to watch. We had a good chunk of Furt playing Uno um, at the, the behest of uh, Ben the Mage. Yes, we saw um, that. Yep. So, oh my goodness. So so yeah, and I introduced them to House Rules, which was uh, made it a bit more Ooh. spicy. Yeah, where you can that use attack cards. Spicy enough as it is. Well, no, you, in in House Rules, you're using the attack cards as defense as well, so that makes it a bit more Ooh. interesting. And of course, you yeah. know, I also I don't know if you've ever heard of Hot Death Uno. That's just a whole no. nother no. level. That's a whole nother level. You should You'll really have to look teach into us it. these things. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's really interesting. The, the Hordling plays Uno at school, um, which is why I didn't know she started cussing. Uh, because <laughs> the, you can't play Uno without cussing, at least not in high, especially not in high school. Uh, so I'll have to look into those. Yeah. yeah. That's actually where I learned about it was in high school. So 
that's right yeah. up that alley. Yeah. And uh, yeah. again, we played a bit of, of code names at the end, and then I had to run everyone out because it hit midnight. Yeah. 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 The place turns into, yeah. We all have to become pumpkins. Yep. Exactly. Uh, All right, so I think that was our general geekery. Anything else you guys want to cover before we get to the news? Quickly, because Game of Thrones starts in 20 minutes? Yes, exactly. News done. <laughs> All right. All right. AIE News. In Nomad News, just a reminder, if you're interested in checking out Rust, I would server for the AIE community. Check out survival expo- the tr- survival exploration channel on AIE Discord, or just bug him directly. Yep. And in WoW news, Summer of Love is coming up in August, and we'll have more details in an upcoming podcast. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, touching on, on the events, dates, and times, including when uh, Remembrance Day, which I think with Ralph's passing will be especially poignant this year. Sad R. Uh, and in SWOTOR news, patch 5.3 is out, along with some class tuning <coughs> nerfs. Uh, there is a new raid boss uh, called the Sisters of Carnage. Uh, they are ready to tackle on Iocath. And we had two episodes of the podcast come out. Episode 201, The Last Starfighter, uh, which Max and Seema talk about uh, the GSF, the threads that are now open in the official forums to provide feedback to the G, uh, to the community team about the uh, Galactic Starfighter experience. And in podcast 202, they talk about Manon, the Sisters of Carnage, and all the 5.3 patches, including the class nerfs. So uh, got a great community on both sides over in SOTOR, so check those out if you're interested. All righty. And as we mentioned earlier, we've got quite the section for Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, so, as some of you may have heard, but uh, maybe not everyone, um, AIE has successfully moved from Gilgamesh to Goblin. So, if you've ever wanted to join, but were annoyed by the fact that you couldn't get into the server, we fixed that for you. Um, Yay! Yay! Uh, we are, are successfully on Goblin, um, and there's been at least uh, 69 members active since the move, and that seems to be growing right. every day. Uh, my phone lights up every day with a, a new a list of new characters, like like completely new characters, on top of all the existing characters that have moved over with us. So it's been quite the flurry of activity. It's a, who knew that you know letting people join us is all we had to do. It's kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> and in uh, uh, we have uh, a purchased a interim small house in the goblet while we wait for the new housing area Shirogani to open up. Um, it is the one that's connected to uh, to Kir- not Kirigani? Kiris? What the? How do you pronounce that? One second. Yeah, Kugane. Yes, that's it. Um, and uh, I'll go ahead and show that off for uh, those of us that are watching at home or watching this later on YouTube. But uh, we have uh, purchased a small house. Um, Ooh. Uh, hopefully everyone can see this at home. But uh, and here you'll see our uh, ever-present uh, FC leader, Abu Ben. Abu, who by the who's also in the chat room, and does say that as of the podcast, there's 76 characters. By the way, yeah, I told you it was growing. Like it's it's it was. Yeah, it's it's quite quite the uh, quite the bump in activity since. So that he's waving at us. 
So uh, we've been pretty busy leveling, and uh, we'll get a, a quick view of the small house here. A, a bit smaller than what we're used to, but it's been a great home for our uh, temporary use while everyone's leveling and you know needs somewhere to go. Uh, with the uh, chocobo stables, that's one of the big things that comes with the house. And then, well, oh, need to show. <clears throat> like to hide the uh, UI so you can kind of get the full event. But here we are with uh, pretty much all the all the stuff you need at a minimum for uh, guild life. Has Seishi been uh, decorating the house? Yeah, and she's uh, taking a, uh, a hot tub bath right now to recover from all the work. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, but uh, all the stuff you would expect. And one thing I was surprised, I was like, oh, small house. We're not going to have much. And I walked in here. I was like, oh, it's smaller than I was hoping. And then, surprise, basement. So, oh, nice. Oh, is that where we game? Yep. Great. As you can see, we've got uh, plenty of booze. <laughs> Sounds appropriate. So, it, uh, as long as it's not on anyone's desk. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he can move out of me. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, and of course, everyone was worried about the fish tank. There it is. It's there. Nice. Yay. But uh, yeah, so we had this cozy little house. Um, uh, Sashi did a, a great job decorating it for us oh, to does. make sure we felt at home. Um, so yeah, we have a place to hang out when, uh, you're not out leveling, but, uh, it's, it's been great. Uh, we are definitely, um, happy to have it. I'll turn that off now. There we are. Um, other than that, uh, because of the flurry of activity, we've gotten to rank eight very quickly. Like, uh, nice. that's the max rank. Like it, it took us about a week. Um, so, well, you know, we were like, Oh, we're going to lose our ranking. We're going to lose all this and that. It's like, no, it's actually not been that hard to catch back up. We even have our old logo back because one of the things you had to earn was the really good logo pieces. And so that, oh, gotcha. that, yeah. And we've got, uh, we've got your buffs for, you know, doing uh, XP for, for killing stuff and, you know, their discounts on teleport costs and all that fun stuff. So yeah, we're pretty much back to where we were. All we're waiting right. on now, like I said, is that, uh, that new housing area, Shirogani to open up because, you know, as I showed last time, um, that place is, is just gorgeous and, you know, we definitely want to live there and hopefully get a, a nice big house so that we get back to where we were used to. So, cool. <clears throat> uh, other than that, uh, the new raid content has popped up. Um, it, it, it is called the Delta Scape. It's, uh, I've actually, uh, got, to, got caught up enough because, you know, Nerdtacular kind of slowed, slowed me down a little bit in the leveling, um, train, but, uh, I am caught up now. I am max level and was able to see the very beginnings of Delta Scape, which is definitely very otherworldly. Um, it's not your typical, oh, there's a really big threat over to the side. Let's go raid that. It's like, no, this is completely different. It's uh, it's very unique and um, yeah, it's it's bringing a bit of sci-fi to this fantasy MMO. It's kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> uh, we do have a, uh, a, a FC group that is starting to raid, and they've actually managed to clear the the base level of this new raid. So uh, they do that as a, a Friday fun night activity, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, the savage mode, or heroic, or uh, would that be considered mythic? Uh, it's kind of in between the two, I guess. Uh, the savage mode um, for it is going to be coming out Tuesday. Um, that's uh, they do eight mans for that kind of stuff. 
So that's that's their version of your your entry level of uh, rating. Gotcha. And, <clears throat> um, and uh, uh, Duras, 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 however you say his name, I'm never good with names. Um, he gave me a lot of good notes um, to, to pass on to everyone. So uh, first off, we wanted to give some big kudos to the officers and members for making it a very smooth transition to Goblin. A uh, huge thanks to Jasmine for coordinating the survey on the move, and both her and Sashi for coordinating the packing of the FC house and subsequent unpacking and decorating of the interim house. Um, you know, it was it more just came up of hey, we should ask, you know, what the players think. You know, it's because we were kind of right. the officers were kind of going back and forth, like, oh, but we have we're so established on here, but we could have new people, but we're established, and okay, let's just ask people. It's like everyone was pretty much like, no, let's move. We want to have more people. So um, that made it pretty easy. And uh, the second that that was that uh, that um, survey was finished, we we're like, "Yep, let's move." Um, so you yeah. can all. Unfortunately, think- it was in between the podcast, so we couldn't yeah. we couldn't announce it here. But the, I think the word got out because wow, there's a lot of activity yeah. now. Um, exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, thanks to Jedi for um, muling over a lot of the FC stuff. Uh, we, we had to employ a lot of mules uh, for you know, not only for money, but also for goods, because we had a huge house. We had stuff everywhere. And yeah, it, it took a while to, to dig it all up and, and cart it all over. But we'll be ready when we get the new house. Um, so that's, that's awesome. we're good to go. You have a good, um, have a good moving, moving crew. It, it's hap- it happens when you know, we have a guild this large. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also wanted to do a quick welcome to a lot of our uh, new players uh, that we've managed to get in here in the beginning, um, such as Ron Julius and Ashlorn, Morik, um, Kana, Renga, Tiny Guy, Adric, and Yumomo, as well as many more that are still joining as we speak. Um, and of course, we want to welcome back all the returners. Uh, it's Yay! great to see everyone active again. Uh, in fact, uh, even even Eludra has joined us over there, so that's been fun. Um, she loves the chocobos. Yep. Yep. And the, and the cat ladies. Yes. It's all about the cat girls. Um, yep. and for those of you that haven't made the move yet, don't worry. Um, the old FC house is still there. We're going to leave the lights on for a little while longer. Um, they're still crafting stuff over there, so you, you're not abandoned. But we do know that there are some people that are still mulling over whether they want to move or not. Some people that have definitely said, no, this is my home. I'm staying. Right. We understand that. No big deal. And they can make a new character on there if they need to play with us. No big deal. That's the, that's the cool thing about Goblin is we can make characters there. It's kind of a novel concept in an MMO. Um, but uh, so, yeah, no big deal. It's, you know, we don't force people to do anything in this guild. You, if you want to come along, you come along. No big deal. Um, we do want to remind everyone that we do have an AIE Discord channel for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, it's very active. We keep everyone up to date on what's going on there, um, including when we do polls to see how everyone's feeling. Um, so, you know, jump in and join us. Uh, we definitely would uh, welcome you. And Duras uh, uh, wanted to remind everyone that uh, there's plenty of people that want to help you with MSQ stuff, uh, main scenario quest lines, um, duties, trials, raids, whatever. Um, you know, there's people that want to join you. And in fact, there actually is even, um, there's incentive for doing so. Uh, you, as someone that helps a new person to a dungeon or raid or whatever, you get a bonus for helping. So, you know, they're, they're, they want, they want to help you because they want to get that bonus too. Uh, and they're, they're helpful too. It's not, it's not only incentivizing, but you know, people want to help and that's just how we are. Um, so just 
Just remind everyone, reach out for help if you need it. Um, and uh, they're there. Um, finally, uh, <clears throat> last night at about 5 a.m. my time, uh, so that's what, 6 a.m. Um, Eastern, uh, the, the latest live letter from the producer of, of the game happened. Um, well, uh, it's, there's still some of it being translated for you know the, the nitty-gritty details. Uh, most of the focus seemed to be on classes. Uh, everyone's pretty much at max level now. So uh, they're essentially tweaking things here and there. They know that you know it's it's kind of hard to tell how things are going when you're leveling, but once you're at max level and things settle in, they can kind of get a feel. Or does this need to be tweaked? Does this need to be nerfed? That sort of thing. So that's pretty much what this live letter was all about. Um, we're actually kind of hoping they might tell us more about the you know the overcrowding changes they've been making. You know, maybe uh, fix that app a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe help us finish our move easier, but unfortunately they didn't talk about that. Uh, they also didn't talk about the, the Shirogani area because we're still waiting for them to actually give us the, the official date um, saying, you know, this is when it opens because there's a lot of people waiting for that and uh, rather eagerly want to live yeah. there. So, But uh, if you are interested in some of the uh, details on some of the class changes, uh, you can check the official Final Fantasy um, 14 forums. There's a thread going on there that's discussing them, as well as uh, the Reddit group for Final Fantasy 14 also has their own thread going. So there's plenty of places to, to get more details on there, and I definitely recommend going there if you want to know. Cool. Literally hot off the presses, I would like to say how amazing Sybil is. Um, she just sent me the S wrote the STO notes for me as we're doing the podcast. Holy crap, woman. All right. So I happen to have Captain Sybil's STO news summary for the week ending in 7-16-2017. Let's see how badly I mess up these words. All right. Season 13.5 will be launched on July 18th with the first new feature episode, Rush Fires, where players will be contacted by the legendary Klingon General Rodick. The exciting details are on the STO website. A bonus weekend, a bonus marks weekend, or a fifty percent bonus on all marks marks earned by playing any content. C Store is having a fifty percent lockbox sale this weekend, and the annual Rise of Summer Festival is going strong until July twentieth. Get your prize vouchers for numerous prizes, plus the new T six Borgon starship. And finally, don't forget the AIE's Fleet Starbase is always seeking contributions of material and personnel. Once again, please check out the news, backstories, patch notes, forums. I need an Oxford comma there and other goodies at the Star Trek Online. <laughs> Star Trek Online website, StarTrekOnline.com. Until next time, Captain Civil says, live long and prosper. Thank you, my dear. That was amazing. All right. And words. She made sure the <laughs> words were nice and small for me. All right. Well. That is our show for tonight. Thank you guys for listening to our rambling. Uh, go ahead and sh if you want to suggest some show titles, we'd love to hear them while we finish up. And if you have a question or a comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-Guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. I am at the MuCow. Makala is at CyberWaif. And Ted Sammy is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday or sometimes every Sunday, depending on their schedules, at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play with us along with us on our website um, at uh, aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream. 
And our Discord server for chat is at bit.ly slash AIE podcast Discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at keyswithsoul.com, at keyswithsoul on Twitter, or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And uh, I had to also uh, let know, let uh, Scott know that uh, Andrew Allen helped us out with as well. He was like, oh, that's interesting. Yes, he d- I, Yeah, I, I heard that discussion. Yeah. So that was, that was, uh, that was fun. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we received this week, including overly dramatic news from our favorite Hunts the Wind. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) All right. And just a programming note, uh, due to a real life wedding next week or in two weeks, and no, it won't be a red wedding. Hmm. Wait, the bride's wearing red. You know what? It's fine. If it's a red wedding, it's great. We have lightsabers. We have lightsabers, and I'm already wearing black in case it turns into a funeral. There you go. Awesome. Um, so we're not going to have a show in two weeks, but we are going to have one in next week. In fact, as I speak, I am seeing if we can't get signed and perhaps some additional guests to come and talk about the Summer of Love. So we will be next week at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, chatting with you guys again. So until then, AIE. This is Tetsemi. This is Mucal. This is Makala, and this has been the AIE Podcast. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to AIE. Ow. Urban sprawl leads to druidic unrest. It's the overly dramatic news. I'm Hunts the Wind. The druids of the Sedarian Circle walk a difficult line in Azeroth. They do their utmost to maintain good relations with both the Alliance and the Horde. Managing such a demanding task requires lots of energy, so it's no surprise these Torn and Night Elves seek at least ten hours of sleep daily. But while druids prefer their quiet barrows in deep forests, sometimes the needs of their job interfere. Such is the case for the Cenarian Circle Embassy in Stormwind. They dug their barrow in a wooded area on the edge of Northshire Valley, assuming the low-level players there would cause little disturbance. But the increasing price of real estate in Stormwind has caused the Sleepy Valley to explode into a popular bedroom community, with all of the attendant hustle, bustle, and noise extending late into the evening. As a result, druids now find that catching even four or five hours of peaceful dreaming nigh on impossible, and the Stormwind Embassy posting has developed a bad reputation back in Moonglade. As one night elf put it, they really need to relocate the barrow to a real forest and not those inadequate woods. As the saying goes, no snooze is woods snooze. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.
is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.